so then in 2006, this is before the like big market crash of 08, I walked into a bank with a really uh, lame business plan and, uh, and proposed an idea. And I walked out of the bank with a half million dollar line of credit. It worked. And, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and uh, at the time I was, a, I was a server making $8 an hour and had five grand. So it's like, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that wasn't gonna work out that well. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers. I have Dan Harrison with us here today. He's the co-founder of SoGo, creator of a course in conscious wealth, business coach for the intuitive entrepreneurs, and has worked with over 1,500 individuals and couples to help them transform their relationship with money and build online businesses. Dan works remotely in Kelowna, BC, I hope I got that right, and spends most of his spare time either hanging out with his wife and daughter, learning guitar, and playing hockey. So, welcome from Canada. Yeah, thanks for having me, my friend. Uh, I'm glad to have you here, Dan. I'm interested to dive into some things because uh, uh, I know that you have a purpose-driven business, and I want to kind of see if you can explain to the listeners what it is you do and why it is you do it. Hmm. Yeah, perfect. Well, let's dive right in and <laughs> start with the why. Uh, well, you know, I tell people I, uh, uh, my background was in finance and uh, I tell people I got started in that industry by mistake. When I was like 20, I knew nothing about money. I knew nothing about how that whole thing worked. And I, I think I was watching a TV show, uh, How to Flip Houses. And so then I got this idea. I was like, oh, I don't know, I'll be a land developer. And, uh, and so then in 2006, this is before the like big market crash of 08, I walked into a bank with a really uh, lame business plan and, uh, and proposed an idea. And I walked out of the bank with a half million dollar line of credit. It worked. And, <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> And uh, at the time, I was, a, I was a server making $8 an hour and had five grand. So it's like, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that wasn't going to work out that well. Um, and then was, the project... 2006 was a fun time. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Anybody could get money. <laughs> so, I, I was a mortgage broker at the time. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely know. Yeah. That's like, how I got it. Through you're a like, wait, broker. you have a name and an address? Oh yeah. yeah. Half a million. Sure. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hey bank. Do you want to give him a half million? Yeah, sure. Like just go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty much. Uh, yeah. That's exactly how that happened. So then, uh, 
so yeah, and then that project uh, just blew up, and I ended up with holding a half million dollar line of credit. And I was in the bank every day I could, just be like, I don't want to go bankrupt at 21. And then I was in there so much they gave me a job, and uh, <laughs> I got started as a traveling insurance salesman, and then uh, eventually like became a financial planner. I went back to school. I got my CFP designation. Uh, built a book of business sold it, uh, and then started training other advisors. And then I had a, a, an epiphany about four years ago because the, uh, the entire uh, point of financial planning, like if, if money is a game, then the way that you win the game of money is when you no longer have to trade your time for it. Yeah? Yep, so, so then, uh, and uh, f- so four years ago, I started building an online uh, practice, so a digital practice, and I started learning, you know, digital marketing and how to build digital assets, specifically courses and uh, a signature program. And uh, I eventually created a, a course that that was a um, a passive stream of income. And it dawned on me that what I was trying to help people do as a planner, that took thirty years to do, I could help people do in a year or two or two or three years build a, a, an online business with passive streams of income. And um, yeah, and so, so why I do what I do now is uh, really just uh, comes from making a ton of mistakes, helping people avoid those kind of mistakes. And the other thing that I'll, I'll say about the work that I've done is uh, for whatever reason, the two things I've just been passionately curious about since like, I don't know, since forever is one is like spirituality, understanding like, what am I doing here on this planet? And then secondly, uh, money. <laughs> and so trying to have those two make sense in my head uh, is, is kind of this um, ever ongoing question, answer, exploration. And, uh, and so, yeah, purpose and money, meaning and money. These are the things that I'm interested in learning about for myself and then helping others discover for them. So that's why I do what I do. You know, thinking about that, um, those two concepts are deeply rooted in history, also in very small, simple concepts that are very difficult for most of us to understand, right? Totally. totally. <laughs> so maybe that's why those two marry up so much, right? And uh, yeah. So I have a, I had a, uh, I heard something while you were talking there that the. Um, ability to take what people try to do for 30 and 40 years and push it down into a couple couple of years because I know that when you're financial planning and and trust me I I think that there is not one way to do things right I think that you should financial plan and that you should build the the nest egg and the asset and what you know the the big the the bulky one right but for me um I have focused on and it sounds like what you kind of switched into was okay so the the uh, goal of having that XYZ amount of dollars, that million dollars or $2 million, whatever it is at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Is so that you have money to live on in retirement, right? So that you have, and, and so kind of, and, but I've also said like, you don't just want that. You actually, what you really want is you just want the cash flow coming in. So if you keep right. building, like you want the cash flow, right? Right. And so I love the idea that I've never heard anyone explain it. Like I took a 30 year retirement plan and smushed it down into a couple years of building an asset that's producing the, uh, the cash flow side of it. Like if you think about like, we've just moved into, uh, you know, the information age and probably the 
the biggest asset that people have that have yet to be commoditized is between their ears. Mm-hmm. And it's like the intellectual capital that just exists right there that if taken out and put into a system or a process that can solve real problems for people, um, I mean, that's a, it's a gold mine. And, uh, yeah. I, think, I think what we're getting into now in these years, in the last four or five years too, and I think it's about to explode, is that um, you know, we used to think of them as mentorships, right? Or mm-hmm. you had senior level executives in companies and then you had someone who was 30 years experience and you kind of put a, a protege with them, right? Yeah. And so there's this very non-leveraged one-to-one interactions. But now with kind of what's exploding with online courses is that we're running into mentorships where it's one-to-many and it's unlimited of how many many wants to be there. So you don't have to sign up as an apprentice anymore. You can drag someone's 30 years of knowledge out of their head or two years of knowledge, whatever the knowledge is that you want and need, you can drag it out of them and it's exponential and it's just exciting. Totally, yep, Um, very exciting times. Yeah, I agree 100%. And so, um, and you kind of mentioned in your bio that you, um, you really, you live remotely. And so is that kind of by a choice because you've been able to do it with an online connection? Yeah. Um, well in part, I mean, um, so a few big changes in my life, uh, we ended up with, uh, we had our first, our daughter, uh, year, year and a bit ago. And, uh, and so that has like, we've put some, some roots, roots down, but, uh, but always the, uh, you know, one of my kind of core values is having freedom. So I've never worked, I've always been an entrepreneur building up my own thing. And um, yeah, and having that freedom to pick up, go with a laptop has been like the driving force, probably the secondary reason why I, I do what I do and what I've built. Yeah. Um, did you find your mindset changed at all a year and a half ago? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. My entire world. <laughs> they, <laughs> they try to prepare you, but there's a oh. moment where you're just like, "Oh, it's changed." Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a um it's a, it's an amazing experience, and so um, mm-hmm. congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. So, um, you mentioned in some of the things that I've seen from you, which I find fascinating, but you have a course I think called "Creating Your Own Economy." Can you kind of talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the I, I run a workshop uh, right now. I'm doing it every week because uh, with this COVID uh, situation, um, I just come across so many people who maybe lost their job or 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 don't know how to build a business online and just don't have these um, yeah like some basic knowledge. So uh, that workshop that I run is it's free and it's just for anybody. It's kind of like an introduction into. Um, the three main things that you need in order to be able to create your own economy. Because once you have, uh, and the three things um, that I learned that have helped me to, like, the, the economy does its own thing, I'm doing my thing. And uh, I'm, in fact, my business is doing better as a, like, so, and it comes from, there's three things I think people struggle with when making that transition to being able to create their own economy. And it's like, the first is the mindset. Um, there's a, there's a shift, like one shift and having, becoming a dad, that's a shift becoming an entrepreneur or taking like responsibility for your own life and finances. That's, a, that's, you know, equivalent of a, of a paradigm shift. Uh, the second thing you got to get is like, you got to understand how to market yourself and how this like, uh, 
attention is one of the the biggest um, commodities like like money goes where attention is and so if you if if you can't share your idea and your message that's you're going to have a difficult time to promote like any business any business needs um marketing and, and clients and uh and so I, I teach a little bit about that and then third is is money and how do like what are the basics of money just i simplify it down i'm like you know what there's a I got my CFP designation, tons of experience, but you know what? There's only four things you need to do. Make more money, increase your income, lower your expenses, build your assets, get rid of debt. Keep it simple. And, uh, and so I, I teach that inside of uh, that workshop. And uh, it's, a, it's almost like an introduction into um, my, my full course, which is a paid program. Yeah, that's, that's a, um, very interesting in the fact that you know, those are four very simple concepts, right? But we keep having to be taught them. And so, <laughs> but you, but you mentioned something earlier in there about it's the mindset side of where you need to take responsibility for it. And so um, in my mind, I see a lot of people when you start to talk about things that they don't want to have that mindset shift yet with is they'll throw in a, uh, they throw up guards and they'll say things like, well, uh, I'm just not very good with money. Right. Right. But when you realize that money isn't this the giant boogeyman type of thing, it's just a tool, right? Like mm. you can't say, well, well, I'm just not very good with hammers. You know, like I know I need to be good with hammers, but it's just the same thing. So it's kind of like it, once you kind of just compartmentalize it into pieces of saying, okay, like this is just something that I need to know the ins and outs of and I'm done with it. And like yeah. you said, it's only four simple concepts. Make more money, spend less money, right? Build assets and then re remove debt. If yeah. you accomplish those four things, and you just start a little bit at a time, like you can't be the chef without being the busboy, right? You need to wash right. dishes for a while, and then, but yeah. you, you never start washing dishes. You don't get to be the chef at the end, you know. And so, right. if you don't start with one of those four things, or at least all four, just a little bit, you're yeah. not going to get to being a money master, being someone who's financially independent, who's going to shift their family tree, uh, you know, who's going to leave a legacy. And you. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Say, you mentioned something interesting about like the family tree and and the um, like the one of the things that we are endowed with is the um, is the beliefs of our of our family about money often right like uh, welfare recipients are typically eighth generation welfare recipients so um, and uh, and one of the things about like the mindset specifically because it's one thing to understand um, you know, conceptually earn more money, lower expenses and things like that. But uh, this might come from the, like my wife is a, is a psychotherapist. Uh, I've been fascinated around mindset stuff forever. But for example, that I'm not good with money. So there's something there, right? For that person who's saying like, I'm not good with money. Um, before you learn about how to make more in this, what you got to do is you got to explore where that comes from. What's the first experience that you have where you, you decided for yourself that I'm not good with money because there's a story there. And uh, when it comes to finances, I believe um, it's 80% behavioral and probably 20% technical. And so the psychological aspect um, of understanding money and your relationship to it and the narrative that you have about it will have the biggest impact uh, on your finances more than learning just like how to earn more and, and save it's like that that entire paradigm that is your family uh inheritance 
yes. of how do you think about money, that's what needs to shift and that will have the biggest shift. Yeah. And, and I would say this then, um, thinking in that way, that's working on yourself, right? Totally. Yeah. What I am trying to impress with people is that you think back to like, well, what was my early beginnings with money, right? And how do I get past these things? And how do I do this? But also you have the opportunity as a parent mm -hmm. to determine how the next person coming through your family tree is, right? Uh, and their early experiences about money. And if you're yeah. scared and frightened or don't talk about it or throw up your hands and say, I don't, I don't know anything about money and you just decide that you don't have to, then what experiences do you want to pass on? Because they're, going, they're not going to get taught in school they're not going to be someone else unless they find a mentor really on their life. But at some point, your kids are probably going to feel the same way. So you need to make that, if you're not really to make the choice for yourself, then you need to say, okay, wait, look a minute. And that's what I talked about a year and a half ago. There is a mindset shift that happens when you have kids. Sometimes I think parents forget that as we get to 16, 17, 18 years ago from that moment, right? But we need to turn around with our kids and make sure that we're having those kind of conversations. Yeah, because if you do, I mean, and more than the conversations, uh, they're picking up on all of the things that aren't being said, right? So the way, the best thing that you can do as a parent for your kid is parent yourself. Just get your own shit together. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. okay. Uh, but that's apologies. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and then, and, and, um, you know, then you can, uh, they're picking up on the, your own relationship with money. So more than what you say to them is like how you just, how you are with money. Yeah, That's what's going to translate. Your, your emotions show through as well. Totally. You know, yeah. and, um, and, and I don't think there's anyone on the planet that's ever been like, well, I don't really care if my kids are well off, right? We all want better for our kids. And so yeah. if it's difficult for you to pull the trigger to learn these concepts or have the hard decisions or really look at yourself in the mirror financially, mm -hmm. then do it for them. Totally. You know, I think that's the why, right? And then, yeah. and so if your why for yourself isn't big enough, you need to look down the line and say, okay, that why is big enough. And I think that that would, I think that you don't, I think it will wipe out a lot of excuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And I so, can, I mean, yeah. I, well, and it's a, uh, it's an interesting concept. And I also, um, I kind of wanted to talk about that with like, you talked about being a CFP and certified financial planner, which those that stands for. And so, um, but kind of shifting into the digital world, what do you find that most people's hangups have been as just putting their foot in the door with you, right? So I think people don't want to trade time for money because it's not leveraged at all and you don't have any freedom. And I work for one hour breaking rocks. I get paid for one hour breaking rocks. I can't get paid mm -hmm. for two hours of breaking rocks for one hour, but yeah. I can digitally Mm -hmm. And I can teach if I've been breaking mm -hmm. rocks a really long time, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And leverage these things. And so what do you feel or what have you, what has been your experience of people to take that first step? Yeah, well, there's kind of two things there. Like, um, so as a CFP and as an online business coach and as a CFP, um, what I would relate this to is like, I struggled with debt for years, right? The only reason... Uh, and the reason that I struggled with that for years is because I had a lot of shame and guilt around it, especially I like created a profession where I'm like teaching people about money, but my own money was <laughs> ridiculous. And so there was just like, 
I, I was a banker that was bankrupt. So yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a commercial banker, like consulting businesses and I'm bankrupt. Like I was like, yeah, yeah I know the, it's, it's like a, 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 yeah, it's just do as I say, don't do as I do thing. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like, I look at it. It's like our mess is our message. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, you, because who's going to learn more about money getting out of debt and, and, and these things and the person who's like dealing with it. Yeah. So uh, and the, the thing that for me, uh, um, which I think translates to most people when they're coming in to talk about money is there's shame, there's guilt, there's embarrassment. And it's like, and going to like share that with somebody is a very vulnerable thing to do. So, um, but nothing changed in my finances until I did that. And so it was like, it's an act of courage that is required to, yeah. Uh, to make that move and to find somebody that you you know and trust to, to have that conversation it probably started for me it started with like friends I just opened up a little bit and then they they're like oh yeah me too and you realize like oh it's not just me dealing with stuff and so that was part of the part with money talkers right was that like yeah. now I just have a quick question for you though but like now how do you do, do you openly talk obviously right we're on a podcast yeah. like I, it's just something yeah. it's just a it's just another problem to solve right yeah well and it was it was because i like i looked at it and i faced it and i and and uh dealt with it and yeah. healed it right and realized that that was actually a generational pattern from like my mom had the same thing and so it's uh and now um yeah, it's it because, and then there's like new things, right? Now there's like new problems. And so, uh, and it is a constant like act of courage and vulnerability to share like, oh, what's there for you now, right? Like, uh, and that's something that I'm that constantly, I think that that just is the kind of part of what we're doing here. The more honest and vulnerable we can be, the more we can connect with each other, the more we can see each other's humanity and, uh, you know, I don't know, ascend and enlighten into some spiritual <laughs> well, I, I really believe that um, the ability to talk about your personal finances is tremendously powerful. One, um, guilt and emotionally wise. Um, but two, uh, you're going to help somebody else, right? That's the one thing I think that most people don't realize. When I started talking about all the things that I had done wrong, and I, I, you know, I was in that 06, 07, 08 thing, I ended up 750 grand in debt, more than that. But with no yeah. job, no, uh, no, my house in foreclosure, you know, all this IRS link, like yeah. all this stuff. Right. And like, yeah. I just was like, man, you know what? I don't care. Like, I'm just going to just put it out there. And when I started doing that, people started asking me like, well, I have the same, the same problem with X, Y, Z. How did you solve it? And right. I started finding that the more people I, t I was open to talk to about it, like I felt better cause I started making a change in people. And then I couldn't mm -hmm. be the person teaching or tell telling about it without following my own. Right advice and so it solidified things for me and that was the turning point for my life yep. you know and it sounds it sounds like you know you, you've kind of had the same epiphany mm -hmm. yep and then it's a and then it's a continual it's like that act of um yeah like owning your stuff taking responsibility for like your life your mistakes like and and mistakes it's like they're just lessons so mm -hmm. um you know, I did a post the other day and it was, uh, I, I failed last week. I, fa I, I try, I experimented a thing and it's like, uh, with my business, totally bombed, uh, <laughs> lost money. And, but I'm going to share that experience because it's like, I don't want to do, I can learn from it and yeah. uh, maybe 
I can help people avoid that mistake. Uh, yeah, help them avoid it by sharing my my own. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I think a lot of times talking about these things and learning about our mistakes. Um, I think that's the best way you learn. You know, mm-hmm. not the best, but one of the best ways you can learn, right? It's just a, yeah. trying, making the mistake and then saying, okay, I know what not to do. Yeah, totally. You know? And it's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a stubborn kind of guy. I'm like, I gotta, <laughs> it's like, I just keep doing it until, uh, until I learn my lesson. Yeah. Well, well, too, you're, you're, you're a sales guy, right? So, and I, and I've been in sales most of my life and, uh, yeah. since I was a kid, I've been around it. I talk myself mm-hmm. into stuff. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, to, you know and so when you're on your own and you're the entrepreneur like you don't have to sell other people on your idea you're just like I guess it's your idea so obviously right so yeah totally <laughs> and so sometimes they epically bomb and you just have to turn around and laugh but you know you have to own it yourself but once you have that mentality shift of like well I gave it a shot man you know so yeah you know and you got to just keep failing yeah and then it's like I, I there's like a few kind of paradigms that really serve me uh, that have been developed through that process. It's like one money's just a game, mm-hmm. you know, have fun with it, learn the rules. Like the, you know, if you're, if you're going to play a game, that's the first thing you got to do. What are the rules? How do you win? Uh, and then secondly, it's like life is also just an experiment. Yeah. And, uh, and so try new things, get feedback, learn, improve. And yeah. And, and those two things have, have really served me where it's just like life is fun. It's a game. It's an experiment. Yeah. I'm a mad scientist in my little room over here, just <laughs> trying things, <laughs> just having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that um, you know we've got to try to remember that sometimes that uh, you know the mistakes I made five years ago I couldn't tell you I don't know what they were this this on this day five years ago right like but I'm sure right. I made them so totally. if it doesn't matter to me five years later like I don't think it should matter so much in the five minutes after it happens so yeah. you've got to just let the bags go and go again. Totally. You know, um, well, great. I listen. I want to. Uh, we're going to wrap up there. Um, if uh, the Money Talker audience wants to find more about Dan Harrison, where do they go? Where do they, how do they find out more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, danharrisonconsulting.com is my website, uh, and lately on Instagram. So uh, Dan Harrison Consulting is the uh, is the name. You can find me on there. I've been posting daily. Uh, uh, insights and, and lessons that I'm learning and, and just trying to teach people through um, through posting uh, on Instagram about how to sell, about how to make money, how to create your own economy, how to invest, all these different things. Yeah. And, you know, I'd say something about that is that it doesn't matter what industry you're on, you got to sell. You have to learn to sell. The better you sell, it doesn't matter what you do. You're a doctor. Don't think doctors don't sell. All right. Everybody's selling. There's Everybody a great book, uh, Daniel, Daniel Pink. Uh, cause there's, uh, which is to sell as human. And, um, it's like, uh, if you are like, Oh, you cringe at that. Like you have to sell or, um, just like understand you're already doing it. And, and what needs to shift is like, there's a, that image that you have of what it means to sell is like, you, you'll struggle to sell until you shift that image of like what you're doing. It's, and, it's, uh, it's again, one of those things you have to let go. You can't say I'm bad at sales and just lose it right? as an excuse. That's an excuse wall, you know? Yeah. Um, because my, my eight-year-old tries to sell me daily on something. Right. <laughs> she, right. She, right? It starts early, trust me. You know? <laughs> so, um, well, listen, man, I really want to thank you. Um, you know, it's been great to kind of be able to talk to somebody that's, you know, open with their struggles that happen because, you know, yeah. that's how we learn from things. So uh, I appreciate you coming on Money Talkers. Yeah, thanks for having me.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.